0: You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. The JSE has closed its doors for another day, so it's time for the five o'clock shadow. And as always on a Monday, I speak to Greg Davies, who's the head of wealth at Kratos Capital, which is based in Johannesburg, but Greg Davies is in Camps Bay, Cape town there's two companies that have caught my eye oh by the way congratulations on the r- r- rugby over the weekend you must be no, not a hangover when from an alcohol b- point of view but an, a hangover because what's next for south africa because i mean you've had your fun now what do you do next
1: yeah i, yeah, I think you're right so you kind of peaked really I, d- I don't know what you do to to, to really uh, go up from there but uh yeah, we just all all saw heads on Sunday. Mm. You know, I don't drink anymore, but I had some sort of placebo hangover. I really felt like I had been drinking.
0: Oh, I didn't know you didn't drink. Well done to, uh, for you, yeah. Greg, two M's on the JSE today: MTN and MC Group. I look at these companies and I think I can remember, as I said to a previous commentator, the MC Group was being snapped up by Canal Plus from France, the big, the giant European media company. At a hundred and fifteen, hundred and twenty rand per share, and it's now, God, I don't know what it is now, but it's below seventy, I think.
1: Yes, down three point seven percent today. Um, Sixty-eight rand seventeen. Interesting market cap of around $30 billion, so it's not even close to the top 40. But, I mean, it's, it's the obvious things that, are, you know, one would never to be the case with the Netflix and all the streaming services that have come online. Yeah. Uh, it, they're, they're offering us, obviously, DSTV, which is quite pricey for Get. Seems to be one of the companies that DSTV especially gets the most sort of whining on Twitter and social yeah, about the service and trying to, you know, I think the big market has always been, you know, obviously the sport, um, you know, I'm a big fan. I think we're both big fans of Formula One. It's difficult to find those specific things, but overall their business model has been shaken up and, uh, it, you know, all from ten years ago, which is basically a money printing machine, if they they could just put their subscriptions rates up whenever they wanted to, and you know we just we wanted to have the international sports, so we just carried on, keep keep the kids happy with a KTV or whatever it is, but uh, those days are over.
0: But it's an it's an African story. It's not just a South African story because they want the countries to the north of you want to have African content, and and quite right. I mean, it's a burgeoning continent, and they want their own content in their own language. And I don't know, just, they just seem to have got it completely and horribly wrong, Greg.
1: Yeah, probably a little bit of overconfidence, you know, uh, taking their customer base for granted. I, I do know that the, the English football, the Premier League, do, does well north of, north of our borders here as well. And, but, you know, they seem to have that uh, sort of tied down for the next couple of years. But, uh, you know, when that goes, then there would be a concern.
0: We'll talk about the Premier League at the end of the business podcast, uh, uh, Greg, because there was a couple of teams, I think they were from Manchester that that played yesterday, which probably sobered you up a little bit, despite the fact you don't drink, probably sobered you up a little bit as a Manchester United fan, let's go to MTN now, I think it's down around about 4% today, tell me about this one, this is another horrible performer.
1: Yeah, it's been a story that's been bumping around for quite some time, and it looks like an, another tax issue in Nigeria. And you know, the details when these things first come out always a bit sketchy. But the way the market is is, you know, shoot first and ask questions later. So stock back knocks six um, mm. percent. You know, concerns. You know, around what's happening there. You know, markets don't like uncertainty. Certainly, a bit of uncertainty. Um, also the, the The results sort of also quite a bit softer. I haven't looked through them. You can hear I'm hesitating there. Uh, massive volume in the, in the closing auction volumes. This is something I wanted to speak to about later, but yes. uh, about 200 million rands worth of shares trading in the closing auction.
0: Yeah, is, it's is big. Which I don't know if it's good or bad. It, I mean, some people say, well, that's 200 million being bought, and other people say, well, no, if you go down on low volume, that's a very bad sign. But anyway, it's very disturbing. And I don't know if you've got at your fingertips on one of your five screens the high that we saw, it, but it must have been 200 rand a share at some stage or even more maybe and now down Uh,
1: below 70 can you remember yes definitely close to 200 with with, and generally i mean all of that sort of uh, vodacom's been under pressure obviously telcom hasn't been um what it what it could have been at all so that Mm. whole sector's been under a bit of pressure i mean Uh, MTN has got particular challenges, obviously it's Nigeria, I think it's involved uh, in in Iran. So they seem to know how to pick a right place to do business.
0: Yeah. Uh, Greg, I know that when I phoned you earlier on to talk about the structure of the show, you said to me that you were too busy, you couldn't speak. And it was all to do with you looking at your, your latest app or whatever it is about the shares that have made 52 week lows recently, whether it be on the JSC or in the United States of America, whatever, but what did you find?
1: Finally, almost circling back to what you're saying now, I mean, your, just of your bigger counters, Names, MTN groups on there, uh, we spoke about Telcom, that's down a 52-week low. MCG group, we spoke about Barlow World, one I haven't looked at for quite a while, that's on a 52-week low. One of my old favorite shares, CashBold, and you and I have spoken about it yeah. many times over the years. Um, I don't know if you've got time for a quick cash build story. Yes, please
0: tell me a cash build story. i love uh, Pat McGoldrick. Was it? Was that his name? Pat Goldrick. Yeah,
1: Pat. Yeah. Pat. So in around 2002, I think I don't know where you'd gone off. had gone off to one of the institutions, and I'd I'd left uh, Greenwich. We were working together, and gone back to a company called Anglo Rand, mm. and uh, desperately trying to rebuild the um, the client base. One of the one of the analysts said to me, "Don't you want to come along with me to the cash build uh, shareholder presentation?" So I thought, well, it'd be free sandwiches, let's go hmm. and uh, get there. I thought you was a room full of analysts, and it's me and my colleague. and One of the people at um, Cashflow was a, a friend from school that had become an accountant. So got quite friendly with Pat Goldrick, and he became a client. At that meeting, the share price was around 2, 3 rand a share, very quickly got up to 18 rand. End of the story, went up to 300 rand a share. Blimey. Um Yeah. Pat must have made himself a packet I share back at a hundred a hundred and thirty-five rand Today see um, British American tobacco also on that list You know most people just sort of hold it almost as a bond, you know four times a year dividend came out comes out Uh, 91 has also been under a bit of pressure. The ex investic uh, fund managers
0: Yeah And when I hear about this, I mean, obviously, British American tobacco is not a South African business. It's an international business listed on the JSC because of a legacy issue. But there are South African stocks that are purely South African that are not doing well and you know you talk about you know this the, the rainbow nation and it's at its lows and it can only go up from here but i keep on seeing these stocks number one the ones that are making new lows and, and secondly the ones that are being delisted what was delisted last week there was one stock that was taken out was it Trencor or something like that
1: uh yeah yes um it wasn't just double checking it. Yeah, um, but, but, it, it, but, but I mean, it's, it's, it's a textainer. That's yeah, a, textainer was a textainer, which was out of Chancol. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, they shared hardly hardly traded. You know, you But it's a big it company. I
0: mean, it's got yeah. a decent market cap.
1: Yeah, fifty-three billion, which more or less went up by forty percent on the on the announcement of the news, and it's sometimes you get a smell of these things you know the market will suddenly pick up volume you know just coincidentally ahead of these announcements So this one was kept get very very under wraps no one's no one even was talking about
0: not even you okay yeah. Greg uh, talking about volumes you did the 52 week analysis today on a quiet day uh, assiduously what about the volumes on the JSC securities exchange I can't remember the name of the lady that's in charge of the JSC limited anymore but they must be slightly concerned about this I mean can they afford their offices in Maud Street, Santon.
1: Uh, Leela Fari. That's, uh, so. that's her. name you're looking for. Though. Yeah, she's a fine yeah, one. I mean, today isn't a good example, but I actually wrote a tweet on this, I think on about Thursday. Yeah. So, the volume at the end of business today was 12 billion, which is yeah. really incredibly low. Uh, but let's take Thursday. So we went into the um, beginning of the auction. We've done 10 billion. By the end of auction, we'd done 15. So 30% of the volume takes place in the in the closing auction which you know that, that if that stock had been churning to the regular market it would offer opportunities for you know for certainly for day traders which is quite a big part of our business but real price discovery you know over that time but now it would seem the major institutions and there's been some big block lines I, I watched the platinum counters quite closely. Yes. And big big lines of volume, you know, double the day, that whatever's traded during the day, uh, suddenly goes through the closing auction. And this is, you know, this is an opportunity that's missed for the rest of us. And even in the JSC's business model, they're making money each time, they call it a hit, each time to to a buyer and a seller meet. um, Mm -hmm. That activates, and they're missing out. So I'll give an example. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sabanya traded... Uh, a total of 9 million shares today. 4 million of that was in the closing auction. Gosh. Mm. So uh, there, was, there was a front page headline, I think on Friday on the business day, it might have been Thursday, saying uh, Coronation had taken a view that they were moving away from the platinum space. I so should imagine it's it's theme on, on the selling side, but as, as you were pointing out earlier, it's, someone's buying it. and. Uh, that's what makes a market. I'm not
0: suppose. being nasty about uh, influential fund managers, but they're not going to put something out to say, we don't like the platinum sector before they've actually sold it. I mean, you're being very kind to <laughs> them to say, right, we don't like it. We'll sell the next day. It doesn't work like that, Greg. You know that.
1: Yeah. We, if we were super cynical, we'd say they're busy buying. Um, there's a, there's <laughs> yeah. a big broker, which actually I better not mention their names, but you know, a global player, probably the Apex, and they're kind of known for doing that sort of thing.
0: Yes, indeed. <laughs> no, we mustn't mention them. Have an idea who it is. There. Anyway, let's have a look at the uh, spot prices now, starting with the currencies, Greg. Dollar rand. Uh, the rand is, uh, well, the US dollar is 0.2% weaker against the uh, the mighty local currency. 1878. The British pound against the rand is 2283, and the euro rand is 1995. Trying to think where I was in 1995. Oh, yes, at the Rugby World Cup. We'll talk about that later on. The euro dollar is 106.25, which is a euro that is around about 0.6% higher against the dollar. If we go to commodities, goodness me, gold's parting like it's 1999. Actually, it's now 2,000, 2,025 cents Per ounce for gold, up 0.6%. Very good indeed. Nice. I like that. Platinum is up 4.2% or $38 an ounce to 9.34, And Palladium, a laggard but still up. Palladium is up $8 to $11.34 per ounce. As for Brent crude oil, down 3.3% to $87.47. West Texas crude oil, $82.32, down 3.4%. Really big moves there. Natural gas prices, They've recovered in the last couple of trading days, but down 4.4% today, copper up 0.4%, Soybeans and wheat both down around about two-thirds of a percent each. Now then, all important bond prices, and we'll be interested to see what the US Federal Reserve, the Bank of Japan and the Bank of England do later this week. The bond price, the US uh, 10-year, 4.87%. The South African 10-year bond yield is giving you 10.69%. 10.69%. S&P 500 futures, also going to be quiet ahead of the central bank decision, but doing well today. Look at this thing. It's up a percent, the S&P, futures that is, 4,162, up 0.6%. But nonetheless, it's up. And your favourite uh, Bitcoin, 346536 percent up. Anyway, Greg, an interesting day on the markets outside of the JSE, which is actually rather dull.
1: Yeah, it's interesting what you're mentioning about the metals prices and over the last, well, let's say Friday to today, a couple of pops in that dollar gold price above 2000 Yeah. Sort of one of those things where you just want to check your glasses when you see that first number two, because it's been a very long while since we've seen it. I must say, I was sort of underwhelmed how, how the gold shares traded. I mean, they go-to natural space South Africa would, would be gold fields it's sort of up half a percent really so i in uh, in the, the previous time gold was at this level uh gold feels north of 300 it's currently sitting at 256. so so who's you know, got it wrong the the,
0: the dollar gold traders or the south african JSE traders investors
1: uh, i've got to go with it but <laughs> could you know who's ever buying and selling gold uh you know gold shares on the jsc but it'll be one of those things. that one morning you got to wake up and say this is a good idea. I think the way the market's viewing it is, it's a short-term trend, and uh, it, it may not, have, it may not be able to hold these levels at dollar gold price.
0: Okay. My board says the following, uh, and I'll come out with the ones that we we understand. Sabaneau Stillwater up three point six percent on the day. Clicks up three point two percent. Roynet. A two and three quarter percent winner and growth point up two point four percent on the downside. Much more interesting. I know it's morbid, but it is more interesting. MTN down six and two thirds percent, six point six six, and we know about that number, especially on Halloween. Alexander Forbes down six point four percent. Telcom down five point six. MC Group, we spoke about them, down three and three quarters. Good luck Canal Plus and Intel down three percent. Any other stocks outside of those, Greg, that have caught your eye?
1: Just, I mean, interesting, keep circling back to the Platinums. But I mean, almost, say for a company like Sabania, which is a, is up 3% today, it almost it's almost sort of bottom of the top 40 and, and top of the top 40 almost on a, uh, a daily basis. Yeah. Um, difficult to see a theme, really. Obviously, we spoke about Vodacom. I see, as you mentioned there, even Sassol, I see down nearly 2%, which would probably relate to that, that low, lower brink oil price, or a bit of strength in the rant.
0: All right. What about closing JSE indices, please? And a, and a final update on the volume. So, JSE indices first, please.
1: Yeah, the all share, it feels like forever when we've had a, a positive finish on the oil share, up, up 0.6% at 69,871. Uh, I'll give you the industrials. That is up uh, a half a percent at 93,872. And then the resources up half a percent at 56,107. So, all slightly in the green, um, but, but no fireworks, really.
0: All right, and value traded?
1: Yeah, so we we still stuck on twelve point eight. That's I mean, on so away from what I was saying about new closing auction. That's incredibly low number.
0: That's really, really, really disturbing. Anyway, um, I just wonder how much. I, the one thing I I mean I I enjoyed the fact that South Africa have won three games in a row: France, England, New Zealand, all by one point. I mean, it's thrilling stuff if you like rugby, but. I remember seeing a picture of David Cameron, who was then the Prime Minister of, of the United Kingdom, Great Britain. And he went on holiday with his wife, and they went to Spain. And he was sitting in economy class, and so, he was trying to keep a low profile. And someone took a picture of him, and it went on on, um, on, on social media, which was in its infancy in those days. And then he went and he stayed in a hotel and got a taxi like normal people. I just wonder how Cyril Ramaphosa travelled to Paris, at uh, which the presidency Twitter feed says he was on official business. And he stood in the middle with Sioux Khaleesi and, and the other chaps and understandably very, very happy. But I wonder how and what of an entourage he had and whether he went on a commercial jet or if he had the government jet or chartered a plane or something. And how much it cost him and where he stayed how much do you think it was, Greg? I mean, estimate to me.
1: Yeah, well, it certainly wasn't economy class, um, that's for sure. But, uh, yeah, it was absolute fortune. And, you know, we both sort of market players or betting men. And I would say that the most expensive end of, of that uh, charter plane and probably the accommodation. What was interesting is the springbot uh, jersey, which the president uh, must have pulled out the back of his cupboard, was the the one from a couple of years ago i think the main sponsor funny enough as we've been speaking about mtn quite a bit was the, you know the main sp- perhaps it was a, a souvenir which he kept but it certainly wasn't the latest springbok jersey which you would think i'm not sure if they had one in his size but you would think he would get uh, the newest one <laughs>
0: yeah i'd say upwards of five million rand for the whole trip with his entourage i mean he, he hasn't got just one bodyguard or two bodyguards and one pa he's got the whole lot going there uh, people all, 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 tooled up. Uh, you know, watching him get off the plane. But anyway, the politicisation of sport, Greg. That's a, it's a simple fact.
1: Yes, it has become a thing. You know, I'm a big, big fan of Formula One, and it, you know, that's the whole thing. Sport has become a way of putting a country on the map. You know, mm. um, there was Mexico this weekend. We, you know, you saw. Fabulous shots from the sky. The anthems—it's almost a way of saying this is this nation is great. We want everyone on the world to see us. As you say, the way to do it is have a tremendous tournament like the the Rugby World Cup. Obviously, it's in France. Bring all the leaders of, of the world to watch their particular teams play. It does sort of add an edge to it. But uh, yeah, we could have—I'm sure we could have saved the money. and uh, Our president perhaps watched it on TV.
0: Quite right too. Yeah, could have had a lovely big party, a garden party in Pretoria or something. But anyway, now he went there. And he stood there and his election not only politicized but election-sized that particular event but he looked he looked happy and well done to him greg davies is the head of wealth at kratos capital speaking to us from cape town and that was the five o'clock shadow the views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy position